program or anybody that follows it. So what that allows us to do is allows us to coach a group that's really hungry. Um, they're very, very, very uh, uh, coachable. They're guys that are uh, very much engaged with what we're trying to get across to them, and they've been great through. You know, we've had 10 practices now in spring ball that uh, I couldn't have asked to go any better. So we're, we're excited about where they're going and, more importantly, where they want to go. When you look at this, this, this entire roster, Coach, these are guys that you've had a chance – uh, over a year of evaluation period. This is this is your full roster. How big is that for you going into year five to have such a group of guys that you're so familiar with? Well, it, it, it does make me feel um, good about where we are, where we think they can go, um, how to handle them, how to work with them. We know what buttons we need to push. Um, uh, I think the familiarity with this group, uh, it goes back not only uh, obviously over the last year, but some of these guys four years ago when we started recruiting them. And, um, you know, everyone wants to make a name for themselves, and, and these guys uh, are no different. They want this thing to end on a positive note in their, their senior year. If guys that are juniors to come back for something special, but uh, I think we just got to continue to work on a daily basis and, and uh, look forward to the ride in front of us. You speak a lot about being uncommon, you know, when you go out and recruit kids. What type of kid does Coach Brett Bielema here at Arkansas look for to come and put on that jersey? Well, I think the word, the phrase uncommon is we just want, uh, we want guys that want to hold themselves to a higher standard. We don't want guys that, you know, possibly, uh, you know, look to be like the guy behind them or in front of them or to the side of them. They want them to stand apart. We want them to work with uncommon uh, work habits. We want them to be able to achieve with uncommon results. And we want them to stand apart from the rest when everybody else is trying to be normal. So uh, we ask that in a lot of different ways, both on the field and off it. And, Hopefully at the end of the day, uh, what you're able to see is something that's never been done before. When you talk about SEC football as opposed to a lot of the other Power Five conferences around the country, you've had a chance to coach in the Big Ten. What's the difference on how, you know, from a head coach's perspective, you recruit, you know, to the SEC versus recruiting to the Big Ten? Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of difference. First, geographic, obviously, in the, in the Big Ten, a little more north, you deal with different uh, different set of uh, circumstances you know you deal with with weather first and foremost uh, you deal with actually a little bit larger size campuses um, overall you know a lot of times in the Big Ten you're dealing with you know for instance Wisconsin dealing with 40,000 students Ohio State some of the Michigan State some of the other Penn State larger uh, campuses which are, are different fields you know like here we got uh, you know right around uh, you know 20 to 24,000 students and uh, when you're talking about half the number of students, it's different, different field of campus. So you can recruit a different kid. You can recruit a different environment. Um, but on the same account, you're looking to build a great program. You're looking to finish uh, in the academic world as, as, as best as humanly possible. And obviously on the field, try to have success no matter what league. So uh, everything is a little bit different, but uh, it still gets down to the same results. You still want to win football games and graduate your student athletes. Talking with head coach. Brett Bielema of the University of Arkansas here live on KDIV FM 98.7. If you can't have a chance and you're not in your car, download our free app. You can catch that on Android or iPhone. Just download the 98.7 KDIV app. And like I said, you can take us anywhere. I want to get back more into depth with you, Coach. You know, as watching your running backs, uh, you've made a comment, uh, and I really that stuck with me that you you want your running backs here at Arkansas to pretty much move on to the next level after three years. Why, you know, is it so uh, apparent that that's what you want to strive for at that position? Well, if they're really good, I'd like to say they're four, but you know, I'm not afraid of, of losing guys, especially at the running back position. It's actually. Uh, one of the uh, shortest tenure positions and once you make it to the NFL because of the wear and tear on their body. And, and you know, guys are in a position to, you 
going to the next level and be drafted at a point that uh, they can live with uh, from a from a pure uh, you know financial uh, reward, then I ask them. You know, to, we'll, we'll gladly do that. I had a lot of running backs. I think my last, I believe my last seven starting running backs have all uh, had an opportunity to go on to the NFL and hopefully more in the future. But I think the big thing that uh, our guys uh, see when they come here is they fit a style of offense that. Um, in, in reality, is what the NFL does. So they have a great opportunity to showcase at this level what the next level brings and, and hopefully do other things along the way. Now, I know recruiting is the lifeblood of all great programs uh, in any sport in college. You know, the NCAA voted on an early signing period uh, for football that take that would take place. I know there's just formalities uh, with getting that thing passed. It would take place, I, I believe, Brett, the third week in uh, December, such as like the junior colleges, how does that, you know, from your perspective and your coaching staff, how, how you know, how does that help or does that help or hurt uh, when when they pass stuff like that? Well, I, I think an early signing period has been something that's coming in the, in the works here for a while, and to settle in December is probably the the best opportunity of all of them. And I I say that for one reason: if you got a kid in December that uh, you know has been committed to you, he's maybe from Arkansas, and you know he. He's wanted to be a Razorback his whole life, and it's a good way to just kind of put it to bed, you know. Then he can sign the papers. Uh, he can take on the opportunity to, to, you know, announce it to the to the general public and all the NCAA rules that allow us to comment him on him. Because what happens a lot of times in January, maybe some schools begin to lose scout, uh, other players, or they begin to realize, hey, we did see this kid, but since then he's put on 40 pounds. He's playing at a level, and there are new schools or new opportunities that come. Sometimes it just kind of muddies the water. Um, uh, so I think two things. First, it's going to clean it up for kids. It's going to clean it up for coaches. And to be quite honest, it'll be a lot more cost-effective for the schools that don't have, uh, you know, the large budgets that everybody else does and kind of creates a more level playing field. Okay, Coach, this is Demetrius Johnson. I just want to ask you about Trey Fowler's play in the NFL. How is that really uh, helping you uh, reflect the Arkansas, University of Arkansas when you're selling it to kids? Well, well it's kind of fun. You know, obviously, uh, one of your favorites, uh, one of my favorites as a coach. Definitely. You know, just as, a, as someone that strive to get better every, to get better every day. Um, he's a, a young man that's uh, never yielding in the way that he approaches the game and tries to get better and puts everything into perspective. And, and the part that I've really enjoyed is he's probably more engaged with this program than any player I've had in the past that moves on to the NFL. He knows that his time here was so valuable. Um, he's actually agreed uh, that he is going to actually come back and uh, work a, uh, we're going to have what we call a trench hogs camp. It's a camp set up specifically for offensive and defensive linemen. Um, I'm bringing in Travis Swanson and Sebastian Fatola, uh, Robert Thomas, and now Trey Flowers as as our guest coaches. They're going to kind of be the featured guys in that camp that allows us to bring in high school students, athletes from all over the country that want to be O-line and D-linemen and give them great examples of if you do your job and create an environment of success, this is something that can happen to anybody. The big word around camp uh, when you go into the, the Smith building is hoganese. You know, to the listeners and to all the fans, Coach, that may not understand that, could you explain what that, uh, you know, what that language means to the coaches and players? Well, I think hoganese is uh, it's something that we created here. Um, you know, when you come here to the University of Arkansas, specifically in the football program, uh, you have to speak a language that's unique and, and, and only understood by us. Uh, we have certain things that we do that are universal in football, but we may call them something different. Um, so what we do is we create a classroom environment that the NCAA allows us to do. As coaches, we're the teachers. We 
we decide what we're studying, when we're studying, how we're studying. We get to design the test, and we can ultimately design the grades or the rewards. Um, but not only is it a language class, it's also a culture class. Um, what we want to do is we want Hoganese to represent something that everybody is aware of. And when they look out and they see Hoganese in, in, in the real world, and if someone from the outside world asks, what is Hoganese? It's not just a language, it's a culture. It's a way of doing things that hopefully put ourselves in a great light and, and can give our guys a foundation so that when they go out and create a name for themselves beyond here, they know what they can do to brand themselves in the right way and have success. Talking with head coach Brett Beatham of the University of Arkansas here live on the, on the Hill with Pat Dean Sports Talk Radio on FM 98.7. Coach, got about a minute and a half, but I want to talk to you about your new coaches, Coach uh, John Scott Jr. and Chad Walker. What are you seeing, you know, on the defensive side of the ball? You guys have flipped over to the new 3-4 scheme that makes you feel real good about, you know, those two additions. Yeah, I think overall just overwhelmingly positive there guys that are obviously masters of the craft, two guys that had NFL experiences that we brought in and uh, were able to bond and respond right away with their student-athletes in their rooms. Um, Chad's coaching our outside linebackers that we call our razor and our hog, two guys that uh, will be on the field on our edges that uh, can be a little bit of everything. They're linebackers, they're DBs, they're D-linemen, a little bit of of everything. And then John Scott, who I brought in from the Jets, is coaching our three interior D-linemen. He's done a great job just with uh, coaching them up on hands, the language, the verbiage that he had to teach him, but also a new way of doing things. And I couldn't ask for better results. They both are tremendous teachers. Uh, they're, they're great coaches. Um, uh, they absolutely represent our program in the right way and then obviously carries over to many areas on and off the field. Well, Coach, as always, we love you uh, taking time out to join us on the Hill. Hopefully we'll catch up as the season progresses on. I'd like to get something going with you every week if, if, and see if we can make that possible. But, Brett, hey, thanks for taking time out on the Hill, my man. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a great day. We'll pick. That was Coach Brett Bielema of the University of Arkansas. We're going to keep this Hogs on Two segment going. Let's go a little SEC roundtable. Next up, Marcus Spears of the SEC Network. It's on the Hill with Pat Jenkins live on KDIV FM 98.7. Fayetteville's hip-hop and R&B station, KDIV, 98.7.